Jay Good at StraightOutTheDen.com, man. I'd like to welcome you to the Straight Out The Den podcast. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by the good folks over at Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag and drop instant mastering service uh, by Mixed Genius. Um, look, just for listening to the podcast, being a supporter of the podcast, we're going to give you two free um, MP3 downloads uh, of your master. So all you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. Go there. We're going to give it that to you for free. That's right, free. You don't have to pay for it. All you got to do, there's no obligation to sign up. Just go and do that. Um, and when you do, here's the thing. That shows Lander that you guys support the podcast. That shows me that you guys care about the podcast. And so, um, hey, it's a win, win, win for everybody. Win for Lander, win for Straight Out of Den, and definitely a win for you. So go there, check it out. Once again, that link is Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. So look, man, um, Straight Out the Den podcast, Jay Good here. Um, a couple of people reached out to me, man, about, um, making sure that this podcast be something kind of, you know, kind of special. Um, and, and so I wanted to make sure that I, that I do that. I do have a guest, um, you know, definitely have a guest for this podcast, but before we get into the guest, I, I wanted to make sure that I honored, um, what people were asking, man. A couple of days ago, I kind of started doing some stuff on Twitter, um, and Facebook and Instagram. And, and really what it was, was just me more so trying to extend, um, the little knowledge that I do have out to the people, man. I've noticed that people kind of take heed to what I'm saying. Um, and, and I know that, you know, my voice is used for it for some good. So I try to make sure that I'm doing the right thing with sharing some of this knowledge that I have with you guys. Whether you want to listen or not, you know, that's that's completely up to you. But um, I, I started dropping like some, um, you know, my advice. It was, you know, I had two different hashtags. One was uh, SODD um, advice and, um, you know, SODD thoughts, I believe. Um, but it was more so me, man, just, you know, giving my, my thoughts on the industry and, you know, what I felt should be some of the standards, you know what I mean? And, and really, it was more so just providing information. I feel like nowadays, man, people are scared to or, or if not scared, they just don't share information uh, with the people. So, you know, the the first thing I posted up was like, you know, really talking about life changing money. You know what I mean? For artists and, and all of this pertains to artists. But, you know, by any means, man, it's it's also information that can kind of be used to uh, whatever part of the career that you're with. You know, if you're you're somebody in business, um, there are some tools that, you know, you can take away from this. Also, um, in any field, any field that, that deals with um, your career path and, and something that you're passionate about. I think, you know, all of this stuff can be used. So I'm just going to go through a few of these. Like I said, we do have a guest on the podcast today, um, a very special guest, the homie. Uh, Tony Millions. Um, so I, I want you guys to, you know, stay with me for a little bit. I do want to get this stuff out of the way, but we will have a guest. Um, and he actually called in and we we had a great conversation, a good like 30 minute conversation about uh, actually some of the stuff that we talked to, we're going to talk about right now. So like the first um, the first thing that I put up was like artists, um, if that check is not life changing, don't sign a deal with the label. Keep grinding. And I said, you know, FYI, 70,000 is not life changing. And of course, you know, some people agree, some people didn't. And, you know, I, you know, I, for a lot of it, I didn't really try to specify what I meant. I was really trying to give information and start making people think. And, you know, I feel like I can give that information out, help people think, and then I can come back and try to, you know, expound on some of the information that I was given on the podcast. So you can kind of listen a little bit deeper. And I'm thinking going forward, man, I'm going to open up the podcast like this with, with little nuggets of information that I can give you guys and you know you can take it how you want to take it so just to clarify what I meant by that man is like um life-changing money right and, and this can go in any field but I'm, I'm talking about the music industry specifically um a lot of artists are signing what is called a 360 deal where it's pretty much um record labels eat off 360 degrees of your your um your income streams you know for a long time record labels really only made money off of uh record sales and uh, you know that's pretty much it you know um artists you know people don't sell records anymore so record labels are smart there are businesses there are corporate entities so they had to figure out how can i 
keep making money from artists. Every artist want to have a record deal. Like that's just something that's happened forever. It it doesn't go away. Everybody wants a record deal. So, um, you know, with that being said, record labels are smart. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of origin of 360 deals. You can look it up, um, uh, of how it started and, and the groups that it started with it. It actually started, you know, um, not as a, a, a bad thing. It, you know, it, it kind of formed into that out of desperation, which is something else that I'll talk about, um, in, in, in a little bit later. Um, but you know, these 360 deals, so, you know, they'll sign artists and they'll, they'll eat off of your merch, eat off of your touring, eat off of, um, you know, of course your record sales, they'll eat off of these reality shows that you may or may get, um, through having a record deal. So it's pretty much eating off 360 degrees of you. So, Anything that you have, they're going to, you know, try to get money off of. And I can't blame them. They're, people don't sell records. You know, people are not selling millions of records. They're selling thousands of records now. And it's like, you know, with that being said, we got to people are making money in other other avenues. So it's like, let's go after those. So, you know, for the record. There's nothing wrong with a 360 deal. I just want to go ahead and get that out of, out of the way. However, the way I feel about a 360 deal is that. It has to be life changing money and life changing money, in my opinion, is money that I can literally never touch and live off the interest for the rest of my life. If something was to happen where my vocal cords got shut down, I couldn't rap anymore or my leg was broken. I couldn't play sports anymore. Any Anything, um, you know, for that matter, just for the parallel for people to kind of understand a 360 deal, you shouldn't sign unless it's life changing money. Now, of course, life-changing money is subjective. You know, some people are going to have their opinion. But in my opinion, life-changing money is money that I can literally put in the bank and it accrue interest every year and I can live off the interest and never touch that that amount. So that number to me is, you know, anywhere between two to four million dollars. You know, literally, I mean, one million dollars you can put in the bank, five, you know, get a five percent interest. You can live off fifty thousand dollars a year. That's great. Um, and people say they can't do it they're they're lying you can do fifty thousand dollars a year you just won't be able to do some of the stuff that you want to do but fifty thousand dollars a year is not a bad number you know um so that's that's where i was at with that and, and some people you know they they agree with it some people didn't um and, and like i say it's all subjective man everybody have their own opinions um you know but the main thing was just trying to get people to think about this don't sign away everything so you know I, the next thing that i said immediately following that um, was you could have made thirty five thousand dollars a year working a, a a regular job instead of taking you know signing a seventy thousand dollar three sixty deal for two years right, and you still own everything. So just look at it like break it down in simple terms, just like this. If I made thirty five thousand dollars a year, which most people can make working a regular job, you know that's not even you don't need a whole lot of you know if you got a college degree or whatever thirty five thousand dollars a year is pretty much an entry level salary at most places you can get that so if you made thirty five thousand dollars a year for two years that's seventy thousand dollars you ain't gonna owe anybody but taxes right so think about that that's the money you made for two years so if you sign a two year three hundred and sixty deal for seventy thousand dollars you're basically made the same amount of money you made at a regular job but People owe you owe people stuff because they own part of your brand now. So just look at it like that. It's just it's, it's almost like a common sense factor. Do I and, and no, I'm not saying be literally like, yeah, you got to work a regular job. No, but it's just think about it in terms of that for seventy thousand dollars. Look at what you're signing. You're giving up X percentage of, of you for seventy thousand dollars when you could have literally worked a regular job for two years and made the same amount of money and you still own everything you don't owe anybody anything besides taxes which you're going to pay taxes on that seventy thousand dollars and it's an advance and it's you still have to recoup it well that's a whole nother conversation that i, I don't even want to go into right now so you know there's just some stuff to kind of keep in mind man um from there, you know, I just kind of was giving that advice about how labels feed off of the desperation of a starving artist. You know what I mean? Like the more desperate you are, the smaller that number will be. And if you don't believe it, that's with any field, whether you're doing music or anything, the more desperate you are, the more you need money. That's when labels and, and business owners and corporations tend to say, oh, you really need this money. And, and they can see it when they know that you really need something, then they're going to make that number as small as possible because, hey, you need money. If I need $5,000, if I need $1,000 to pay my rent, your interest rate is going to be stupid high if you go to these little small pay loan companies because they know you desperately need the money. So they're pretty much 
feeding off of your desperation. And that's with the same thing with music. You know, if if you're desperate and people can sense that you're desperate, they're going to throw small numbers at you with bad terms just because they know you desperately need the money. So that's just stuff to look out for. Um, you know, the next thing I immediately went to is just said kind of giving advice on other ways to get money as a um, as an artist um, in, in the music industry and the same thing with being a producer anything dealing with music um, there are corporate sponsors out here you know and, and with those corporate sponsors they'll cut a check just for you to put their product in your videos on your album cover you know um, in a photo shoot all of that they'll pay for that stuff the, the key is to go out there and, and network with those people say so for an example say that you have a project coming out um, called Nike sweatsuits, whatever. My mind is saying, go and talk to Nike, you know, talk, talk to Nike about what you're doing. And if you believe in your product, these corporations have plenty of money to throw at people. I kind of use this, this same, um, I've said this a couple of times, you guys, you know, for like on 7585 in, in Atlanta, if you go through downtown, you, there's, chick-fil-a billboards everywhere right chick-fil-a is big in the city there's a chick-fil-a billboard with all kind of funny stuff on it you know you can look at it and kind of get an idea about it but chick-fil-a put that billboard there not for you to instantly get off the exit and go and buy chick-fil-a in most of those cases there's not a chick-fil-a close by that that billboard what chick-fil-a put that billboard up there for is to stain chick-fil-a in your brain so that's all that is like corporations will pay money just for you to have product placement and stuff just so the consumer you the other person can stain that product in your brain so the next time you walk by chick-fil-a oh man i want chick-fil-a and you're not even thinking about it it's involuntary you're going right in there and going to chick-fil-a and you're going to get it just you know just off of not even think about alpha of impulse because you've it's been in your brain now you've rode up and down that interstate for you know 30 days now and you've seen that billboard and, and you know you keep thinking like man i just want some chicken i'm gonna go to chick-fil-a it's the same thing with the products like these corporate sponsors man and don't even think big corporate sponsors you could think local there are a lot of local sm- small startup companies that they have that kind of money in their budget. They might have $5,000 that they want to put some product in a place and they don't know who. And you might have a following of about 5,000 people that really listen to you. There's nothing wrong with them paying you, you know, three to five grand for you to put their product in, in, in your videos or you always walk around with their product. And in place, people, the cooler you get, the, the better your stuff looks on you. People are like, oh, man, I want to do the same thing. I want to go out and buy that sweatshirt. So that's just stuff to look at, man. There are corporate sponsors out here and, and small businesses and small companies, startups that will give you money. Yeah, you might have to work a little bit harder. Yeah, you might have to, you know, have four or five different sponsors to make the same amount of money to make up for that 75000 But the key is more than likely you're going to walk away with ownership. You're going to walk away not owing anybody anything you're going to walk away with money in your pocket and probably a a bunch of free product and you'll have money to fund your own company your own business your own videos your own uh studio equipment all of that you'll you'll get that money but you got to have a plan in place nobody's going to give you that money you don't have a plan you got to have a plan you got to go out there and utilize uh all of that stuff that you learn and talk to these people and be honest with them tell them where you are hey man i got ten thousand followers that's all i have but on these 10,000 followers, I know 30% of them are at they anything I put out for purchase, they're going to get. So they're looking at like, oh, man, that's 3,000 people. That, that's a nice conversion rate, 30%. Okay, here's money that we can throw at him. And we're thinking like maybe if we can just get 10% of his 3,000 people that buy things to buy something, then maybe we have something. If they're only spending $10,000, I mean $10, well, we just made our 3000 back just like that off of just a small number of people of his, of his audience buying stuff. So just think outside the box, man. That's the main thing that I'm, that I'm trying to share with you on that. Um, one of the other things out here that I said, uh, let's see, um, was just, yeah, like I said, think outside the box. Like, your does your new project reflect, reflect the upcoming or established brand, hit them up and, you know, ask for their support. Um, and, you know, I went into something that I, I said a lot of artists are ready to sign like a multi-million dollar deal and they don't have a clue who ASCAP, uh, BMI or CSAC are. Um, and for those of you who are artists that don't know those, I don't even want to give you that information. I really want you to go and look that information up because I think it's vital that you have that CSAC, BMI and ASCAP. 
Um, I'm a member of ASCAP. I've been a member since uh, 2004. Um, and, and just to give you some slight information, those are all, they're called pros. Um, and you, I say all this to say, man, you, you need to handle your business at the end of the day. Like a lot of people want to do things, but they, they, they don't know how to handle the business and, and the business is the, the, the important, the, the first key of everything is knowing the business. And, um, you know, once you know the business, everything else kind of falls in place. But you, you got to know the business. So go and look those up, man. Ask out BMI CSAC. Um, and if you're in Canada, so can. Um, but they're, they're all pros or, or performance rights organizations. I didn't tell you that. But go and look them up and, and see what they do and, and and find out why they're really important um, for, for you as an artist. Um it's vital. I'll just say that it's vital information that you definitely need to know. Um, the other thing that I went into was just, you know, and this is the last thing that I'm going to drop for today. And I will definitely get into our interview. Um, well, actually, two other things. The first thing is artists don't buy anything with that first check unless it's for your own marketing, your promotion of your brand. And the reason why I say that is because you know, it's that it goes back to that desperation thing. You know, um, everybody's broke. Everybody's hoping on money and, and wishing that they have some money. And as soon as they get money, they spend it and they don't realize that I have taxes to pay for and I have other expenses to pay for. So my advice is that first check, don't touch it. And whether that first check is $100,000 or if it's $5,000, I just say don't touch it unless you're dealing with your own marketing and your promotion. If you're if you're reinvesting that money into you, it's fine. Do what you got to do. Just make sure you allocate that money the right way. But if you're going to use that to go off and trick off and buy clothes or buy shoes or, you know, buy houses and all that, uh, it's it's not worth it. It's going to shoot you in the foot in the long run. Like just the first year, like that, that first check, if you if you can make it through that first check, try to push to that first year. Like that first year, try not to change your lifestyle unless that lifestyle that you have is detrimental to your health and detrimental to your life. So if you got to get out of the hood. Um, there's ways to get out the hood reasonably, like getting out the hood literally can be a move from on one side of town to the other side of town in a nice apartment apartment. It don't necessarily mean you got to get now, if you're from a small city, you might have to get out of the small city, but you don't have to go to the big city and, and spend your whole check on trying to live outside your means, you know? Um, so that's the thing. That's the main thing. And, and that, you know, just that first check, just try to hold on to it, man. Don't spend on anything unless it's marketing and promotion of you that's going to better your brand. Because in the long run, you're going to need that money to keep going. Um, and I strongly suggest for the first year, just try not to spend anything. Um, I know that's going to be kind of hard. But like I said, unless it's marketing and promotion for you, your brand, try to keep that money in your pocket in the bank accruing interest and, um, you know, trying to live off of that. You know, where whatever that check may be, it'll pay off because you look at the end of the year, you pay those taxes taxes and you, you're, that check that you still have to, um, you know, recoup in whatever deal that you may have, if you're out there looking for a deal, um, you're, you're in trouble, you know, so that's just some things to think about, you know, um, you can take this advice however you want to. Uh, like I said, we do have the podcast coming up um, a little bit further. We have an interview with Tony Millions. Uh, the last thing I was going to do is something that I actually asked him. We got in a conversation about. So I'm going to put this question out here and hopefully that you guys get a chance to, um, gravitate towards and then kind of get an idea but this was a, a huge discussion um that we had that i asked uh, on all the social media platforms i asked should artists release multiple mixtapes throughout the year or focus on pushing one and really work it and this is it's a strong question and there's mixed reviews and mixed answers for it and i think it's you know it's pretty much it's all opinionated but i asked that question because i wanted people to really think about it you know do you do you put all your eggs in one basket and and, and put all your money and all, everything and build one strong project and, and push that project or do you drop a mixtape or an ep every 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 other week you're dropping something or every month i'll be realistic every month you're dropping a new mixtape or a new project um which one is better? Um, in my opinion, I, I, I me personally, I, I'm all for dropping one project and pushing that one project. And, you know, I said that and a lot of people, you know, it was kind of mixed and, mix and match. But I'll tell you the reason why I said that. Um, if you drop one project 
and you really push that one project, people attention spans right now is very limited, right? So my my idea is to for every project you put out, think about it for a year cycle. So each month you should drop a new single and a new video each month. This is for people with short attention spans. But if you got a solid project with maybe 12 tracks, but keep it even uh, for the months. If you have a solid project, you can drop a single and a video for that each song off that project each month. So basically every two weeks you're dropping content. And that way you're dropping content, but you're dropping content from one project as opposed to constantly putting out all of these different projects, hoping that something will catch on. This is just my my opinion, my advice of what, what I think you should do. Work really work one project because when you pop and when you break, you got that one project that you believe in, you truly believe in. It's easier to sell that one project. You have identity in that one project. Now, you can be recording the whole time, that's fine. But when you have this one project, you can really solidify who you are as an artist and keep going. Now, I'm, a lot of people say, like, man, but you know, the only way you're going to grow is to release projects. My opinion is the only way that you grow is by recording. And once you record, you don't have to necessarily put it out just then. You can hold it and be strategic in what you put out. Always stay recording because you got to live through stuff. But if you're always putting out projects, then it's a different thing because now you put out a project so quick and you move on so fast, you don't have time to really live with the music and, and, and really get a true fan base, in my opinion. So my opinion, 12 tracks on a project each each month, you're dropping a single and you're dropping a video. And you keep rotating that whole thing. And every every month when you drop a new video and a new single, you promote it as a brand new project. But it's all coming back to that one solid project that you can put out and you still have your links up um, for sale on iTunes or sell on your own website. And uh, you can have it streamed for free. Um, you can do both. There's nothing wrong with having giving people the option to choose. Um, the main thing is eliminate the option to zero. And that's something that I definitely want to get into um, next week on the podcast. But look, uh, like I said before, we do have a special guest, um, Tony Millions. And, and you guys, let me know what you think about this new format of the podcast. I'm trying to shake things up a little bit and try to see if I can spark some different conversation from you people. So um, let me know if you think what you think about this format. I think it's something that I'm comfortable with that I do want to start the podcast off by sharing some gems with you guys and then go on to uh, the interview portion of the podcast so let me know what you think um we're going to get into the interview right now with tony millions um this podcast is brought to you by the good folks of red lander um lander is the the first intelligent drag and drop um mastering service by mixed genius um you know just for being a listener to this podcast we're going to give you that for free it's uh you know just two mp3s uh just to get you the chance to try it out see if you like it. and if you like it definitely tell us about it and let us know it. and um you know, try to uh, tell some other people about it. Mastering is is the one of the most important, if not the most important piece um, of the recording process. A lot of people take the time to mix um, their projects and they, they take all the time in the world recording, but they forget to master it. And, and mastering is just essentially the, the process of making your music sound the same on any device that you play it on, whether that's the um, iTunes um, played on your CD player or play in your laptop, um, any device, stereo, car stereo, you want everything to play at the same level. And that's what mastering does. And, and look, mastering is a very expensive process. However, the good folks over at Landers made it affordable for um for you so look just by being a listener to this podcast all you got to do is go to lander.com that's l-a-n-d-r.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d and we're going to give you uh two free mp3s it's, it's a free trial there's no obligation to pay just sign up um and check it out go to make sure you use that promo link um definitely and we're going to have that in the show notes also um just in case if you can't remember everything that i just said um but i, I will give you the link again it's uh lander.com that's l-a-n-d-r.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d uh use that promo code that lets let know that you're listening to the podcast that let me know that you guys are listening to the podcast and you're going to get two free mp3s of your master and once you do that let me know what you think about it you know you can tweet me at straight out the end i love to hear the feedback um so once again do that um and, and yeah it's lander.com l-a-n-d-r.com slash promo slash s-o-d-d what's going on people it's jay good straight out the dead man uh, i got a very special guest on the line um you guys have definitely heard me talk with this dude before um when we had our special, uh, it was like a New Year's Eve episode, I believe, right? A New Year's Day episode um, of the podcast where we had uh, had quite a few guests on. But today we got him um, still on the line. I haven't got a chance to get him sitting in, in the den uh, just yet. But hopefully soon on the trip to Atlanta, man, we'll be able to sit down. Uh, but help me welcome the homie, 
Tony Millions, man. What's going on, bro? Tony Millions in the building. What's going on? Hey, man, cooling, man. I appreciate you calling in, bro. Like, I've been enjoying the music. Um, that what well, that last joint you just uh dropped off? What it was like, really a couple of days ago, right? Was it um? Yeah. Trying to think. Two K fifteen freestyle. Yeah, the two yeah, K. Yeah, yeah, man. So it's like I'm, I've been listening to that, and then I'm thinking about like, okay, it's time to get this dude back on on, on the line, man, to see what's going on with him, man. So with that being said, bro, what's what's been the move with you? Oh man, I've just been doing a lot of shows in Ohio and stuff, and uh, been moving around Detroit. And uh, basically that, been pushing this music, uh, working on a new projects and stuff, you know, experiencing life to get these new projects on the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So, you know, tell us about the project, because I know you kind of spoke briefly on it um, the last time we talked. Uh, I think at that time you were like in the process of, I don't even know if you had started recording yet or if you were like planning it out just yet. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Last time... uh I was in the process of working on the low-key mixtape, but, like, I be working on so many projects yeah. that, like, I don't know, like, I, I just, like, stop working on one and start finishing a whole nother one. Like, so they all, like, 80% done. It's just, like, we need the final touches. Gotcha, gotcha. So the the one that you, uh, the, the 2K15 um, freestyle, was that just kind of, like, something to throw out there, like, to, you know, to give the people um, in the meantime, or what, what was up with that? Yeah, that, that's basically what that was. Like, you know, I just wanted to just, it's a little visual that I had in my head for like a year. Like, I had that whole like visual for a video plan. I just wanted to do the, the right song to it. So like, you know, I finally thought about it. I'm like, man, it'd be the perfect time to do that right now. And then uh, when I was doing that 2K15 freestyle out in Bowling Green at Grumpy Dave's pub and stuff, mm-hmm. like the crowd really liked it. Like, people were getting hyped as hell with me, so I just figured it would be perfect to do, like, the opposite way that the performance looked, like, visually. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you said something just then, man, I want to kind of bring up. Like, have you ever noticed, like, with your performances, like, when you perform a certain record, are you kind of shocked, like, certain records that gravitate toward the people more than others? Of course, of course. Like, Sometimes I don't even like think like a song could be appropriate to perform in a certain setting and yeah. I do it and like <laughs> people will feel it. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, um, you know, I, I've been noticing that too, man. Just with like, you know, some of the artists down here in the city, it's kind of just like you said. It's like a record that you you're thinking like, man, uh, this is kind of like an album joint. You know, something for them to kind of sit down and listen to the lyrics, and then you know, for whatever reason, you perform it. And they feeling it. It's like, oh man, like I might need to push that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy, man. So you know, uh, with with the podcast, bro. Um, you, I mean, I think you you've heard a couple of them. Man. We kind of try to get that story. You know what I mean? And, and try to give our audience a chance to get to know you. You know, outside the music as well with the music. But you know, but the ultimate goal is at the end of this, they have a clear understanding of who you are as a person and as an artist, man. So, you know, with that being said, bro, kind of school us on, like, where you, um, you know, where you came up. You know, I know you said that you spent a lot of time, like, in between Ohio and, and Michigan. You know what I mean? Kind of share that story with us. Like, where did it start for you? Oh, like, started rapping and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, man, like, God, like, as far as, like, rapping, I started when I was 11. I started uh, back in, uh, Toledo, Ohio, where I'm from. I was born there. But um, I grew up in uh, Michigan, but I'd always be hopping back and forth, like on the weekends, to go back to Toledo. So my cousin, he just got me into it, into rapping. At first, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, I always was a big fan and influenced by rap, but he just got me into it. So, you know, from there, you know, he showed me, how, he, he helped me write my first song. And after that, he dipped out came back later like three hours later i had six songs done taught myself how to mix and everything so oh man yeah i was i had a whole little mixtape to drive back to michigan too so yeah I, ever since then like i just took the mr million bars seriously like the tony millions i feel like i got a million bars yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you like what you know the origin of the name and i, I love to hear those name stories and i know I know you got a crazy story about the, the Tony Millions, and I also know that that couldn't be the first rap name you came up with. I'm sure it's something like kind of tucked down in the uh, in the vault of, of rap names. 
<laughs> nah, like, to be honest, that's actually the first one I ran with it. Like, uh, that cousin, when I was doing them, them six songs or whatever, um, like, I was messing up when he was helping me record that first song. And he was like, come on, Tony, what? I mean, millions or whatever. And I was like, oh, snap, that was crispy. Let's keep that or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I just took it. I took it way deeper, though, because, you know, like, I, got, I feel like I got a million bars that, like, you know, then I got the Tony Six Zeros. That's like a, that's another way to say Tony Millions. You got the Tony Two Commas. You got the Tony Six Zeros. Then like I'm also a Virgo, and that's the six signs. So like it's just I don't know. It just lined up crazy. Oh man, like you over there, <laughs> and that's crazy how it worked out like that, though. You know what I mean? Like going through all of that, and, and it's kind of like tying in with each other. And, and I guess like the way you got the name, you didn't even think about it at the time. You know what I mean? That's that's dope. Um, you know, man, like some of those earlier things, you know, of rapping, like those influences, man, coming up in Ohio and, and spending time between there and Michigan, like who were the, um, some of the influences that really, um, you know, you kind of shaped your sound around and kind of helped you, you know, become the artist you are now? Well, it shaped my sound. Well, I was listening to all types of rap, to be honest, like uh, to be all the way 100, though, like probably the first rapper that, uh, I was interested in, like, I was watching a video. He had creative visuals. And I was watching that, uh, the Real Slim Shady video. The who? The I who? was like, the Real Slim Shady. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. That video just made me look at, like, hip hop in full. Like, I was already listening to, like, Scarface. I got in trouble for listening to, uh, Scarface CD. <laughs> I, my mom was like, what's on your CD player? I was seven. She was like, Oh man, she was like, No, you can't be listening to this. She took all my CDs. I had these two pack CDs, Biggie CDs. Somebody left them at the crib. I was banging them, boy. No, that's crazy. So yeah, yeah, you said the uh, the Slim Shady man. That's that's dope. Like you know, having an influence like Eminem, man, to um, you know, kind of to see that, and, and I guess it's kind of also knowing that he was close to where you were at. You know what I mean? Like I think sometimes that's helpful. To kind of see somebody that make it out of the, you know, the 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 area that you're from, you know what I mean. A lot of times you don't have those those examples, so it's kind of you can kind of use them as fuel at times to kind of keep going. Um, do you remember like your your first rap at all, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said like that. Was, was it was this okay? Let, I'm gonna be real with you now. Like answer this. I want you to be as honest as you possibly can with this now. Like when you first started rapping, did you think you were the dopest artist on the planet? Honestly, yeah, like, you just gotta feel like that. But, like, I knew I was young for my age. I felt like I was the best rapper at my age. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like, when, when you when you go back and listen to those early recordings, do you, do you feel a little bit different? No, I don't feel like it's different. I feel, I mean, that was my state of mind at the time. But, gotcha. like, yeah. you, you, could, you could always see the growth or whatever. Like, you know, from song to song or like year to year, tape to tape. I got like fourteen out or something like that. You got But four- I ain't make one in it. You got fourteen yeah. mixtapes? Yeah, they don't like that piss and stuff and like floating around the internet. All right, so that that brings me to this, man. Like, I was having this huge, um, well, I'm not going to say huge, but I was going back and forth on Twitter, man, just kind of, you know, asking different questions, man, trying to get artists' perspective and, and you know, just, just hearing them chime in on, on their thoughts and whatever. And I asked, I asked a question, something similar to what you were saying about, you know, mixtapes versus um, albums, you know, and, and I wanted to know, give people, um, give people input about, dropping projects multiple projects like should you drop one project and really work it and push it throughout the year or should you drop multiple mixtapes you know throughout the year and, and you know I, I got a lot of mixed reviews you know what I mean and, and you know now that I got you on the line and you're somebody that said like man I got you know 14 mixtapes up under my belt you know I wanted to know your take on it like how do you feel that having that many tapes um was beneficial for you growing as an artist where you are right now well it, it's definitely good for experience wise because you're not going to grow if you're not constantly recording, you know. Mm. So that definitely helped me from tape to tape. Like each one got a whole different vibe, different sound. Um, but I feel like lately though, like I ain't dropped a tape in a year. Like I'm about to drop one soon though. But uh, I'm thinking like 
working on your brand, I feel like it's the most important period. So, mm. like, whichever way you got to do it, like, as long as your brand is strong and it's working for you, I feel like that's the best, you know, route to go. So, you can do either or, I feel like it's just timing, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no doubt. I, I feel you. You know, something else you just said, like, with your brand, man, you know, the importance of, first off, knowing that you are a brand. I think that's the that's the key. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of rappers, it, it takes a while to realize that they are, you know, that they know that they are a brand, you know what I mean? And, and just getting to that point, I think is very helpful, you know. Um, were there, what was some of the things that you had to do to kind of establish, you know, your brand, you know, Tony Millions, Tony Six Zeros, T- Tony Two Commas, you know, you got me getting all the monikers out of here, man, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, man, like, uh, honestly, I feel like we'll probably... Wait, one more time, bro. What was the question again? No, no, like, you know, what were some of those things that you did to really help establish your brand, you know, get into the position where you are right now? Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, One thing that helped, I mean, honestly, like, I think, like, everything just happened for a reason. Like, uh, the whole Tony Millions in the building, I say that, like, every song, but, like, it's so second nature to me that, like, I don't even, like, think nothing of it, but I always forget that, the whole entire world hasn't heard my music when I meet new people and they'd be like, Tony, millions in the building. <laughs> like, you know, they call me or contact me and I'd be like, oh, shit. And I'd be like, yo, that's dope. And they'd be like, yeah, man, I've been bumping your music. And I'd be like, oh, shit, good shit. But I just feel like, uh, you know, having a catchy tag that just stick and it's like authentic and like genuine, you know? Yeah, no, no, that's real, man. Like, just... So you took the, the I guess the the uh, the tagline and, and, and as a branding approach, um, and, and I've been I've been seeing that a lot lately, man. I went to a showcase. Um, oh man, it was maybe a couple of weeks ago, and this this artist he was from Alabama, and he kept I can't and and I hate I can't remember his name. I would definitely shout him out. But one thing that I do remember is he would always say Alabama in the building. You know what I mean? And and I think he's a he's actually a producer. Excuse me. It was a beat battle that I went to. And he kept saying Alabama in the building. Like and you know, he had the whole crowd with him, you know, whether he was from Alabama or not, he was screaming it. And and I I love the approach. You know, unfortunately, I don't remember the name of the producer. So I, I like the fact that you you know, you saying, you know, your name in it so at least people can kinda of gravitate toward that. You know what I mean? I think that all of those things are kinda, of, you know, keys. Um, you know, to, to branding. Uh, speaking specifically on the music, though, man, like, are there some type of things that you do that, that really help you stand out as an artist, like, through the music, not necessarily, like, through branding? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think, like, what makes me, like, a little different is that, like, just the way, like, I go about releasing music, like, um, I feel like I, I do, like, individual cover art for each one because I do graphic design as well so okay. like I feel like that helps um I, I use a lot of punch lines um I got like a formula for the way I record it like it's a certain amount of tracks I like to do like per song and uh like I line them up a certain way and stuff and like I think is I think that make it make it different yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you, man. So, uh, kind of give us some more clues on this new project, man. Um, is, is there a time frame? Do you know uh, exactly when you want want to drop it? And if so, can you kind of um, you know, drop something exclusive here at the den, man? Let us know what we got going on, what we can look forward to. Oh uh, yeah. All right. So see, like this is the thing. I was working on three projects. I started off <laughs> working on the look. <laughs> I started off working on the low key mixtape. Uh, I was gonna make it ten tracks. I got eight done, but when I got to the last two, like my mind just wasn't in the same place no more, so I just couldn't finish it. And I didn't want to just drop it as eight tracks. Mm-hmm. So, then after that, I started working on uh, the twenty one mixtape. It's the follow up of the under twenty one mixtape I dropped last year around this time. But um, then, like the other day, I was just about to collaborate with this singer, and her mom walked in the crib and was like. It's like Bloods and Cologne in here. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. It's like a quick EP because I didn't want to make another EP. So I think maybe I'd drop a four-song EP called like Bloods and Cologne or something like that. Dope, dope. <laughs> that's what's up, man. I, you know, I'm just listening to the stories, man. It's like I can tell the type of person you are. Like, you know, you're very free-spirited, man. Like you just in the moment, you go with the flow and, and you allow the music to come with you. You know what I mean? When, when Especially when you said like the – 
you know, you did, you was working on the EP, I mean, working on the record, and you were eight records in, and you wanted to do two more, and you just, you felt like you weren't in the same place anymore musically, and so it's like, instead of forcing it and dropping it, it's like, man, look, let me just fall back, I got this other music here in the stash, let me work on that and kind of, you know, build a solid project. What's the plan, yeah. man? Like when when you put these projects out, like uh, you know, I know you already got the two K um fifteen visual going, but like, what's the plan as far as like with the rollout of the project, and, and how do you feel? You know, you want to make sure that the people receive it in the best way possible. Well, uh, I think visuals definitely go a long way. It's not like lately I just gotta like put together like a project and like push it with the visual, like you know, because right now. I'm just working on getting more creative visuals and like bringing like ideas I get like, you know, to the camera, like to the screen. Gotcha. Gotcha. Are you shooting? Um, I think that was, that visual was done by like CT films. I think I've heard of them for some reason. They've done a lot of uh, videos out here. I believe. Yeah. He done, he do a lot of like gangster rappers videos. That's my bro. Like, shout out to CT films. Like, yeah. How did yeah, y'all, started. how did y'all connect? Well, uh, Basically, like, we go way back, man. Like, uh, we went to, we used to hoop and shit in high school. And, uh, yeah, that was basically that. And, uh, we was working on some, uh, I always seen his videos or whatever that he edited. Like, before there was even music videos, I was like, man, that's dope, man. You gifted with the editing, man. So, like, you know, we worked on a project. And the first one was called Get Em Tony. It was a little goofy video back when I was 17. Mm-hmm. But it, it went hard, you know? But, uh, yeah, he came a long ways, you know. He's shooting a lot of major like artist videos now, too, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Um, so, you know, I, I know we, we, we keep it kind of brief, man, um, and, and I do appreciate you calling in. Um, what's the, like, more specifically, man, like, you know, you got this platform right now. And you got people listening, man. What is it that you want to tell the people? Like, what is it that you want to get off your chest and let the people know specifically about who you are? About who I am? Yeah. Uh, shoot, man. I'm Tony Millions. Like, I'm a, I'm a dope artist from uh, Toledo, Michigan, Royal Oak, Detroit. You know, from all these areas. I be in them all the time. And uh, I just feel like my music is just dope. And I just feel like, you know, more people need to hear it because I'm real creative. Got a lot of punchlines and real versatile. I'm one of the craziest performers. And yeah, I just got like a lot of a lot of dope shit coming. I just grow a lot as an artist. I'm just looking for listeners to grow with me. You know. Hmm. That's what's up, man. Like um, you, you said that live show, man. I definitely want to get a chance to see you perform soon, man. Um, that I, I can tell just by looking at the music videos, man, like the energy is there. So I can only imagine how, how it is on stage, man. And you like kind of are you the, that type of artist that kind of turned into somebody completely different on stage? Oh, I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, you know, you just like you get all this energy that you just been needing to like put out there. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like crazy when I perform, like I hop off the stage. I like. I tap on the table, get somebody attention. Like <laughs> I just, I'll be out there fooling. Like you know, I just like to get you know, just give a good show because I feel like a lot of times, like a lot of artists, they like it's just so many elements to rap, and I feel like some people just like lack certain parts, and it's just like a whole entire like package deal. Like you know, the performance is just as important as the writing the writing is just as important as the recording and the engineering that's just as important as the music video and the visuals you know yeah yeah no 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 doubt man like that is important man the importance of of performing um i i've I've said this countless times here specifically on this podcast man but i think a lot of artists they kind of fall backseat to the performance you know you kind of get so caught up in the music and you want the music to sound perfect and you know get out there to the people but you know, you never perform it, <laughs> you know, especially today's age, man, like the, the whole Internet thing. You know, I love I love what the Internet did to hip hop. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, you can get hip hop um, from anywhere, from, you know, you you know, all sources. It's, it's always some, you know, plenty of content to, to filter through and try to find. But, you know, the, the, the other side of that is that everybody wants to rap and nobody wants to actually get out there and perform in front of the people. So, you know, I. 
I, I commend anybody that has a dope live show because <laughs> you don't get any better than a, a dope live show, man. Like I, I know people that records like their 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 projects sound okay, but when you see them perform, it's like, man, you need to be recording this and selling this live. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a completely different experience. Right. That's true. Like, too, like, I feel like if you perform in more than two songs and you're not sweaty, like, you did not put on the good performance. Like, you got to, <laughs> you know, you got to turn up. Like, <laughs> how you how you feel about, because um, I, I do want to kind of stay here on the performance a little bit, man. I think there's some good information that the people can, you know, can learn from, because we do have a lot of underground MCs that listen to this podcast. Um, tell me this, man. How do you feel about, when you're performing, say you perform in a new venue, nobody knows you there. You know, this is just being real, r- realistic. You're at a new venue, a new city or whatever. Nobody knows you. How many songs are you comfortable with performing? Uh, like, I, all right. So, like, you know, I used to get, like, half-hour sessions and stuff. But lately, I realized to cut that boy down to two and just go about your business. Because, like, the thing is, like, you could be as dope as you want to be. But if you give somebody that many songs, like every artist, they got the great songs, they mediocre songs, they bad songs, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't want to just come off the wrong way because you got one first impression. So two, like, is usually great, but three sometimes, but I feel like two is just the best because they're more likely to follow you. You do two bankers real quick, slide in, slide out, they'd be like, man, who is that? Like, you know? Yeah. No, man, I, I, lo- I love that. I love what you just said, because I'm right there with you, dude. I, I feel as a new artist, man, two, three songs max is all you need, bro, because we're in a climate where the attention span of, of the consumer right now is like nothing. You know what I mean? So if you're up there trying to perform a 30-minute set and I don't know you, I've clocked out after song two. You know what I mean? And I'm just kind of like sitting there waiting on the next person. So, yeah, I feel you. I I, I love that you said that. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you have that understanding early on, man, because I think it really can take you far, you know, um, in, in this game of music, bro. Uh, any final words, man? What else you got to say, man? I mean, you know, I, I love to end these things on a high note. And, you know, I, I would love to hear some bars from you. But, you know, it's completely up to you. I know it's a little some people don't like to rap over the phone, man. So I, I can understand that. But if you if you do want to give us some bars, try. Trust me, I, I will love to hear them. Oh, yeah, I'm always down to rap. <laughs> Dope, man. Give us something then, bro. Acapella. All right. All right, hold on. Damn, hold up, hold up. Ooh, shit. I... All right. Regular, regular, could smoke a regular. No, you were not a competitor. More like a character, bitch. I'm a predator. Highest and alien. Got your boot naked. My niggas, I'm sweating her. Do as I please and do it. I'm letting her. No, I'm not begging. Me, Gasa Sukasa, your bitch is my bitch. And my hand on her head like a nigga was petting her. Ah, y'all nigga mowing that dope. Cause a young nigga flow so coke. So a young nigga won't be broke. From the east side of Toledo. From the east side of Royal Oak. Don't ask me if I smoke. You can tell by the way y'all broke. That a young nigga is a pro. Boss, I'm the head hot I'm folded like tacos. A dime on my bed and I beat it like bongos. Though she is my Spanish, she go comprato. Fuck your forgiados. My pockets is hollow. The harder my flow, the more that they swallow. Well, you're a cloud nine, that's fine. I'm on 11th Apollo. Purple get swallowed. See you in days from tomorrow. Nigga, I ain't moving no dope. I'm a jump off a bridge and I'm pushing you hoes too high. Like I'm walking on a damn tightrope. Too wild, you ain't no have a stop. Low cup, let's move this dope. They snoozing, I'm moving dope. Still cruising, they're moving dope. Still choosing and moving dope. You and Frank Lucas can't move this dope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I'm talking about, man. Bars, man. Tony Millions, Tony Six Zeros. What else I'm missing? Tony Two Commas, man. I know you got some more. What? What? Give me something else, man. Give me, man, give me Mr. Few, Million Bars. Mr. Million Bars, man. Everything. If it got millions behind it, just remember the Tony. How about that? You can add that one to your repertoire, man. That's for free, though. <laughs> well, cool, Dude, bro. Man, Look, man. I- Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, man, I, I really appreciate the interview. Shout out to Straight Out the Den. Oh, know. yeah, man. No doubt, bro. I appreciate you, man. You know, I, and this is for, for everybody that's listening, man. Look, I'm not one of them Hollywood dudes. Like, hit me up on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. I built this platform for the people. And I, I, I figure, you know, sometimes I, I don't know what it is. And, and excuse me for my little mini rant, man. But I, I feel like you saying that made me feel like I need to say this. But, you know, 
there are so many artists out there that's trying to get on and they don't want to reach out and talk to people. Like, don't reach out to me and send me a link and say, check out my music. I don't know you. So why would I check out your music? Like, introduce yourself first. Introduce yourself, you know, talk. Let's go back and forth. Let's use social media for what it really was for. It's like us talking back and forth. I don't want to just get a link and, you know, you don't even take the time. You know, it's amazing, bro. Like, I've, I've had people send me stuff and don't even realize, like, you know, what type of site we are. You know, it's just like, oh, man, I see he posted this. So let me just retweet this and, hey, check out my music, bro. Like, that that part of the game don't work. Trust me, ain't nobody going to look at those links, man. Like, it's just you got to establish something, you know, first. So and I, I say all that to say I appreciate artists like you that take the other route and, you know, genuinely like something and agree to to speak on it you know what i mean and, and so thank you i know uh, we have this platform for you but i, I want to make sure that i'm doing my job with thanking these artists because you guys don't have to reach out to us so thank you man for just making you know quality hip-hop and um you know keep doing what you're doing bro you already know g yeah man so look it's straight out the damn man it's straight out the damn podcast your boy jay good man tony millions man how can people reach you how can they um if they want to if they need a feature if they want to buy music if they want to support in any kind of way what's the best way for them to contact you uh the best way to contact me would definitely be through twitter at tony six zeros or on instagram it's just tony millions to spell regular um yeah that's probably the best way but i'm on soundcloud if they want to support, I'm always on iTunes. If they down to buy a track, I'm on there twice. So, yeah, that's basically how they get to me. Features, I'm always down to do a feature. Just hit me up. You can shoot the track to my email at loudpackmafiarecords at gmail.com. That's what's up, man. Well, look, it's Jay Good is Straight Out the Den. Um, this is Straight Out the Den podcast. You guys definitely heard me. I think you know something we're gonna make. This is this is a bonus episode, man. A bonus episode of the podcast. I might mess around and drop this today. You never know. But look, this is Jay Good of the Straight Out the Den podcast, man. I've been on the on the line talking with the homie Tony Millions. He's dropping some gems. Definitely check out everything that he has to offer. Um, his all social media. If you listen to this podcast, um, on SoundCloud, that's cool. You guys know I appreciate the support. We need you to go to iTunes. Even you too, Tony, if you haven't did it, man. Go to iTunes, man. Subscribe to the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. It's a link right there on it. All you got to do is click the button, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. Let us know what you think about it. Give us five stars if you love it. Give us one star if you don't. Really hope you just give us five stars, though, just to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast, man. Let us know. We're trying to grow out here, and the only way we're going to grow is with y'all. So, you know, do that, man. And with that being said, man, I'm Jay Good of Straight Out the Den. I always close these things on on a high note, Tony, man. So um, you already gave us the bars, some exclusive bars. We got a new project um, coming up soon. Uh, oh, you, you never told us a timetable, man. When, when are we looking for the project? Oh, snap. I'm probably going to drop Blunts and Cologne next month. And it's probably like, I'm putting it on SoundCloud. Either that, or it's this other track I've been, I mean, this other tape I've been sitting back on. Because I wasn't comfortable with the mix, but I might make it undownloadable. Put it on SoundCloud. It's for door music. Mm. But, you know. So. so y'all stay tuned basically man y'all need to just go ahead and follow tony millions right now man tony six zeros on um on twitter and tony millions on instagram follow him to keep caught up to speed and guarantee once it drops, we'll definitely have it up on straight out com, man um so listen if you listen to this podcast and you got a dream pray on that dream research that dream and work until that dream becomes reality and with that being said i'm jay good at straight out the den he's tony millions we out that's real